Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A lot to get to today. Man, uh, so the video was released of what happened to young man in Memphis, Tyree Nichols. And, you know, I knew because they said it was going to be bad. So you figured it would be graphic. But what you weren't quite prepared for was just how they were holding this guy up one punch after another after another. Like, where does that come from? Yeah, that that was some Goodfellas or Training Day stuff right there, yes. man. I yep. mean, that, Very much so. You know, I was kind of expecting that there was a tussle, like Tyree had punched one of the cops or something, right. and in the midst of a struggle like that, some cops got carried away. But no, nah, man, they're holding him up with his hands behind his back and just wailing on him. And then you wonder, because we don't know, it seems like there's got to be something else we don't know to this story. And if you haven't seen the video, I know a lot of people flat out don't want to see it, and I understand why. Uh, But the best thing I could say near the end of it, it looks like they knew this guy, or there was some sort of retribution. Who knows, man? What could have happened? Well, you did, did one guy yeah. just get so mad because he got some pepper spray in his eyes? One of the cops? Did they know the guy? You don't know. Yeah. You mentioned but, earlier that you don't see any video of why he was actually stopped. You've heard why he was actually stopped, but you don't see any video evidence of it. Erratic driving and That's like he swerved said. at one of the cops, but we don't know Right, that. but we haven't seen that. No. It's brutal, man. It is so brutal. And I mean, so, it's, it's movie stuff. Yes, Okay, so we see that, and it does feel like one of those times where across America, most everyone is in agreement that this is horrific. Yeah. And these cops should be charged with this. Yes. Absolutely. But then, when you're the left, and when you're the media, you got to go with narratives. And, you know, jokingly the other day, when we knew it was five black officers... I said, what was it? Within 24 hours, is someone going to have the take? It was still white supremacy that caused this. It didn't take 24. It yeah. did not. No. But it reverberated throughout the weekend. Yeah. I'm, again, I don't really understand when you have a situation where everybody knows this got out of hand quickly and it should never have happened. There really doesn't seem to be a lot of gray area. I, they cannot help themselves but still say that somehow this is white supremacy or some systemic issue. Uh, anyway, here is the uh, mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, a former police officer, if you remember. Okay. I think uh, race is still on the table. Uh, when a culture of policing historically has treated uh, those from different groups differently, uh, even when the individuals are from that same group, that culture can still exist. And we have to zero in on it, being honest about it, and making sure that we properly train police for the realities of the cities that they are policing in. Okay, let's just take the very last part of what he said, the training. Yeah. What does he mean by that? We keep hearing that, but there's never specifics. There is not a police academy in America that says, hey, when you got a suspect who fled the scene, hold him up and beat his ass like you're in Goodfellas. Nobody trains that way. 
No, they don't. So I don't know exactly what we're talking about when it comes to that. Well, it certainly leads to more questions, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, lots more questions. It does. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing, there's so many different facets to this, man. Uh, Because if one thing that we've learned over the last couple of years, after 2020, the riots, everything else, and because, well, the left put so much pressure on police departments, you've got so many cops that either retired or just flat out quit. And you got to, you don't have anybody in the bullpen. I mean, nobody wants to replace these guys. No. Nobody and wants you, the job. You also have a culture where if you've done something wrong, chances are if you run, you're better off. Because in some places they can't even chase you. Or if you do fight back, a lot of times you're let right back out of jail. So you don't know how much of that plays into it. It doesn't appear to be that sort of situation in this case. But I did see at Daily Wire over the weekend that these cops were hired after job requirements were lowered. Yeah. And part of the reason, if you know anything about Memphis, the, the crime in Memphis over the last four or five years has been awful. They didn't know, you know what to do in a lot of different cases, and that's why that Scorpion unit was put together. Now, you probably saw the news over the weekend that they've already disbanded that mm-hmm. uh, Scorpion unit. But, you know, you look at this story and the lowered standards that meant that recruits no longer needed an associate's degree or 54 college credit hours to join and could instead get by with just work experience. So you had these different people talking to the New York Post said the lowered requirements meant, quote, less desirable candidates were brought on by the department, which reminds me of something Van Camp was saying when we were talking about what we were going to do with cops a few years ago when the left kept saying um, what we need to defund the police. It's like you're going to drive all the good people out, and then you're going to end up hiring cops that really have bad intent. Yes, you're going to wind up because if you have good people who just say, you know what, I'm going to some small town outside of the city, or if I'm leaving because city leadership doesn't support me, the voters, or at least the activist class of voters, want me to not have my job anymore. They think I'm a white supremacist anyway. You know what you're going to get? You're going to get dudes with scores to settle as the only people who wind up signing up to put on that badge. And this is one of those examples of it. Well, part of that New York Post story, there was a LinkedIn post by law enforcement official Karen Parmar that said that sources inside that department said that the five charged officers weren't hired through the usual structured PD hiring process. City leaders felt the existing process was too strict and kept certain people from getting jobs at the department. City leaders began their own hiring process and then pushed new hires into the agency, bypassing the testing procedures in place at the department. You can read between the lines what all that means. So they didn't go through the rigorous PD testing process. Gosh, dang. Statement went on to say this is what uh, quota hiring looks like. And this is another problem. Yeah. But you could certainly say, well, who caused that problem? The people that were yelling for defund the police. That's where it started. And again, if you remember way back when... You know, this became big talk. A lot of people were saying, you have the good cops, reward them. We need to show them respect, applaud them. 
because we need them. You're always going to have bad cops, and you've got to figure out ways to root them out and fire them, promote good cops. Because we know most cops are good cops. At least I believe that. Well, they also, there was word that, you know, minorities, it's difficult to fill these positions with minorities because they don't want to be cops. Makes sense. A lot of the minority groups do, just don't want to have any interest in doing it whatsoever. And, and again, you can look at that psychologically, too, and say, well, they've been told in a minority community, these guys are bad guys. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to be? A, I, I, unless, of course, I have retribution in my mind. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people I mean, it, say it, it, over the weekend know. too, man. These guys, when they go to prison, it's gonna be it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. But the psychology of it yeah. all, you know, I mean, it's just there's so many things to unpack in this story. But uh, well, there'll be more on that a little bit later. Yeah. There's a lot of other stuff to get to. Um, let's talk about the border here, David. What's what's the latest there? Oh well, yeah, the uh, White House press secretary Corinne Jean Pierre says the border crisis is the fault of border states and leadership yeah. there. Of course. What? Who yeah. doesn't know that? Yeah. What? Our me- measures, again, are working because we are treating this matter. Uh, working? Yeah. They just keep saying that. It's working. It's working. The gaslighting continues. Yes. It's, it's working. Okay. We are treating this matter with urgency. We're not using it as a political stunt. We're not using it as a political football. We're taking this very seriously. Uh, but as you just mentioned, some states are trying to block our, our success uh, and measures because they would rather use immigration as a political stunt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> how exactly? Oh, my gosh. I'm actually wondering. I'm curious about how exactly a state would actually interfere with something like that because the biden administration has been very clear that the border is the federal government's responsibility and they're taking people to court left and right over any any effort to interfere in the border operations or lack thereof oh goodness gracious man and you then wonder okay how many people in this country actually believe what she says when she says that do people on the left say, you know what, she's right, it's the Republicans' yeah. fault? Well, they, or are they, they like, well, that's just part of the game that they have to play? No, I think there are people who believe it because, again, on the stat sheet, you can say there's <laughs> been this reduction in the number of illegal crossings from certain groups from, like, Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela. And people don't realize that the reason you have that reduction in illegal crossings is because they're recategorizing who counts as an illegal crossing and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. So it's, it's like the same number man. of people... They're just not counted the same way. All right. Then, of course, a lot of people today talking about the NFL Super Bowl. It's going to be the Chiefs and the Eagles. Yeah, the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. I can't tell you how many requests I got from our listeners this weekend. John Fetterman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from Pennsylvania. He was a Steelers fan, but then it became. Eagles. Yeah, yes. during the campaign, I do believe. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't know if anyone saw hashtag NFL rigged dude. Um, oh, trending. Oh, gosh. Holy that, mackerel. Oh, that Social was... media was on fire about the, 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 the jobbing that went on yesterday. Well, when you, when you got the do-over, you know, on what was that, a third down play, they get yeah. a do-over here because the clock wasn't stopped and no one heard the whistle blow or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, it was rigged, man. I feel bad for Bengals fans because y'all got jobbed. Yeah. And I know the late hit is what ended up, and it was a late oh, hit. Oh, it was a that, late hit. That, that was boneheaded there. The field goal yeah. and all of that. But uh, still, you know, th- through all of that and all of the different news that was going on over the weekend, okay, and think of where we were a few weeks ago with DeMar Hamlin. 
Did anybody happen to see the video message he put out? I did. Did you see it at all, Yeah, David? I saw it. Okay. I thought to myself, okay, I had to look for that. Because I had heard about it, but I didn't see it covered in a lot of places. So I was like, I was glad to see it. And so, if nothing else, if you were upset, you know, about how any game turned out yesterday, the message that he had after everything he's gone through, I thought was, hey, that's uplifting. That's really good. Well, you I'm know? so thankful to everybody. I know that it isn't enough just to be thankful. This is just the beginning of the impact that I wanted to have on the world. And with God's guidance, I will continue to do wonderful and great things. I couldn't do this without any of the support and the love. And I can't wait to continue to take y'all on this journey with me. Yeah, man. That's awesome. Hoping for a full recovery with that guy, you know? Oh, me too. And, I mean, let's face it, for most of us, um, we're going to be rooting for whatever team was going to end up facing. Eagles! Yeah. Yeah. I like the do-over, though. It reminded me of the backyard when we used to play. Oh, yeah, and all the one. You know yeah. what to get to do it do-over. Over. Yeah. And, okay. and no takes. No yeah. take. Elizabeth Warren spoke over the weekend. Oh, this is a doozy. You got to hear this straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. A lot of different things happening over the weekend. Political news. Uh, this was very interesting from Elizabeth Warren. David. Yeah, the Democrat Senator Elizabeth Warren says, hey, I'm all in on Joe Biden being the presidential nominee in 2024, but not all that sure about Kamala Harris being the uh, running mate again. Wow. Pocahontas! Yeah. yeah, she spoke. I really want to defer to what makes Biden comfortable on his team. I've known Kamala for a long time. I like Kamala. I mm-hmm. knew her back when she was when she was an attorney general and I was still uh, uh, teaching and we worked on the housing crisis together. So we go way back, but they need they have to be a team and my sense is they are. I don't mean that by suggesting I think there are any problems. I think they are. You just did. Yeah. You just did suggest there was a problem. Boy. <laughs> well, you want to make sure that they are. There's no indication there's not. Then why bring it up? Right. Well, and she, then why stall and explain yourself by talking about how you guys go back? I've known Kamala for a long time. I like Kamala. I uh, no, yeah. you don't. That sounds like racism it, to me. The, what it sounds like to me, and what it's very reminiscent of, is listening to uh, church ladies planning a bake sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, trying to shut one of the other ones out. Yeah, you know what you're saying? well, I mean, bless her heart, but you know, <laughs> just want to make sure that it's the. Right. I want to make sure that God is calling us to do the right thing here because her snickerdoodles are not that good. But some people like them. I mean, we go way back. Okay, no, I think most people enjoy them. We used to make cupcakes together. Hmm. Knew her back when she was when she was an attorney general, and I was still uh, uh, teaching. Uh-huh. And we worked on the housing crisis. And we did together. rhubarb pies. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, people seemed to like them. Well, yeah. It's weird because Kamala went to the reservation to do all that too. <laughs> <laughs> They're both minorities. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I wanted to bring this up today because figuring there's going to be a lot of heavy news, um, I wanted to have something that would cheer David up. 
um, if he needed it, and that is one of your heroes, Dolly Parton. Yeah, you know, is doing a rock album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you already knew that. Um, and she's got all these different people that are guest starring on the album, which is pretty cool. But apparently, she could not get Mick Jagger for whatever reason. Um, maybe it was scheduling. Maybe he wasn't interested. I don't know. She said, "Quote: I wanted a song for just me and Mick." Um, but Brandy Carlisle and Pink are now singing on it. They're going to do Satisfaction, mm-hmm. which would have been pretty cool to hear yeah. her and Mick, to be honest, but it, whatever. She said, I'm still waiting for him to come back. He might come through. If not, I'll kick his bony ass when I see him. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly! Yeah, well, he knew yes. he couldn't handle being in the studio with Dolly Parton. What are you saying? He can't make eye contact. You know, still, he, he may be old, but he's still got that dog in him, all right? Oh, yeah. I, I understand that. But you're saying that Dolly's powers at her age, mm-hmm. when what did Mick just... Didn't he just marry somebody else that's like 29, or yeah. did he just get him pregnant? I forget the story. <laughs> you know. Forget which one it was. Go either way there, yeah. That he, he could not stop the powers of Dolly Parton. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. If he ever met a real woman, he wouldn't know what to do with himself. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I think your take is very admirable in some ways. I, I'm not down with it. But uh, one other piece of news real quick, uh, especially for Robbins, who's been very promiscuous over the last couple of years. There is a new superbug Shut strain up. of gonorrhea that's Jack outsmarting ass. most antibiotics. <laughs> what, you haven't? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm impervious to that. I'm joking. Okay. Because you built I, up a natural immunity. Yes. <laughs> you know, if you're never if if, if if you're never exposed to it, you know. I'm looking through the Wall Street Journal, different stories today, and you know, there's so much different news, but the one headline that jumps up was this strain of gonorrhea is outsmarting most antibiotics. We're talking about two cases in Massachusetts involve a novel strain more impervious to existing antibiotics than other strains in the United States. Where's Fauci? <laughs> if you just take the vaccine, you can live this lifestyle, whatever. <laughs> uh, so the uh, state agency, the Massachusetts, of uh, sexually transmitted infections said this is a warning and an opportunity. We know gonorrhea is increasing, drug resistance is increasing, and antibiotics are starting to run out, so watch out for that. Bill Maher also making a lot of news over the weekend. What he said next. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of people talking about the video, the death of Tyree Nichols in Memphis. We'll have more on that a little bit later on. I don't know. Listen, it was awful what happened. It seems like justice is happening. These cops have been charged with murder. Yeah, that's, I mean, what, what else do you want, really? So... Again, we're hearing there are calls again across the United States to change the way we police. I don't think they were following the rules. Right. Every police chief in America should come out and say, we just want to say that now we've heard you 
and uh, holding a guy up with his hands behind his back and beating him to death is no longer part of department protocol. You win, activists. Go home. That's the part you don't quite understand. Because that, that's not. Part I understand of any people being in. angry about it. Absolutely. Yeah. But then those that know better say we've got to do something different about the way we police. What? What exactly is the solution? Like something that's brand new that hasn't been talked about before. Anybody? No. No, they never talk about Every, that everybody stuff. Everybody who sees that knows it's wrong. Everybody. Yes. I mean, there's no nobody's nobody's denying what happened. But then there is a, this overwhelming, and you know that legacy media fans that flame of sure. we have to do something. Well, well, you heard Eric Adams, yeah, mayor of New York, former cop, saying, "Yeah, it's got to change." To what? These guys broke the law. These yeah. cops in Memphis. Yes. But I don't hear a whole lot of coverage about how these guys were hired and why they were hired. No, that doesn't fit a legacy well, media narrative. And the media was so disappointed that there weren't any you know, buildings on fire or any shootings and killings in the protests this weekend, which seemed to be, for the most part, what I've seen, fairly peaceful. You know what? I was really happy about that. Me too. And I kept thinking, have I not seen where there was a lot of destruction? Have we just not seen that yet? But no, it seemed we would like... have seen it. Yeah. I mean, they would have loved to have put that on. It certainly felt that way. Yes. I don't know if anybody switching gears caught what Bill Maher had to say about environmentalist celebrities over the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. It was good, though. <laughs> oh, you guys haven't heard this yet? I no. haven't heard it, no. Okay. Happy to see this. Um, I'll tell you what. I'll play you how it started. Because instead of just going off on everybody, he acts like he's in a, like an AA program and says, My name is Bill. <laughs> <laughs> sort of the setup. And I fly private. <laughs> See? And at least he's calling out his own hypocrisy of saying, hey, you know, everything w with the environment. It's like an eight-minute piece. And I'm not going to go through all of it. We're talking about the people that do fly private and what that actually does to the environment mm -hmm. I mean, is awful right so <laughs> the way he takes apart people he's good at this there's no doubt and so does every other person who calls themselves an environmentalist who can now enjoy this fun photo collage of some of your favorite stars and <laughs> politicians who speak about the need to reduce our carbon footprint, but who are always on private planes. And you're looking at pictures of, well, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and Leonardo DiCaprio and all of the Kardashians and Brad Pitt, all the celebrities you can think of, all the same. That's right, all of them. If you don't see a celebrity's picture here, it's because we weren't allowed to use it. Yes. But all the environmentalists of Hollywood and Washington do it. Their position on climate change is, we must do more to stop pouring carbon into the air, except for me when I want to go somewhere and then I take a private jet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. But no one ever brings that up other than, well, people like us. It's a joke. How they, oh, we got to do this for the environment, everything else. And then you're talking about, well, everybody should be driving an electric car. Later yeah. on, Mar talks about how he was one of the first to own a Prius and then talked about how much that car sucked. <laughs> 
and then talked about one of the first to get a Tesla in 2010, but it was so short he could... Be- well, I can't say what he said. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he said both cars sucked. You know, but he was trying to do, quote, his part, but he was never going to stop flying private because he could. I think he said, how do you think I did a show here at 8 o'clock and was able to be in Vegas for a show at 10? And that's how he did it. And then he mentioned a show he was going to be doing in Albuquerque. So at least he called himself out. And then he said, yeah, it's fun to laugh at powerful people. That's how he can afford to fly a private jet because that's what he's done for a living. But it's good to see some of those people called out by sort of one of their own. Yeah. Instead of just one of us all the time. How are you doing these days with Bill Maher, David? You were kind of sick of his act. Well, I mean, look, it's all, it's all fine and good uh, that he does the whole tisk tisk thing, but he does. He's not going to change the way he votes. So what no. does it matter? Right. He's still telling people, "Hey, man, you know, vote for these people who are massive hypocrites and want you to eat crickets and and mealworm burgers." and drive electric vehicles or take the bus or whatever, uh, you know, vote for, vote for those people. But I'll continue to whine about all of it. But at least to me, when he's one that points out, like, common ground points that mm-hmm. some of us make, yeah. it's like, okay, we can find some common ground of how ridiculous at least some of these people on the left are. Mm-hmm. That gives you hope, I think. Still vote for him, though, so. Eh. Yeah. But Doesn't I don't matter. think it'll be that way forever because <laughs> there's always a tipping point. Uh-huh. There was a tipping point for you. Yes. There was a tipping point for Scott. There was a tipping point for me. We're all recovering liberals. Yeah. I don't have to go to meetings anymore, though. (laughs) Bill is still in the meetings. Yes. No doubt about it. All right. This is something we do every day about this time. You're always looking around at stories. Might not be the biggest story out there, but it's one that caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Oh, man. The first fatal shark attack of 2023 has been reported in Mexico. Oh, And it's just crazy, man. Manuel Lopez, he was scuba diving on January 5th. He was getting mollusks uh, out of Tabari Bay. He was killed by a 19-foot-long great white shark. And the way they described it was, uh, quote, he was diving when the animal attacked him. This is how they write it. Impressively ripping off his head and biting both shoulders. Oh, good golly. And, I, and I'll just say this, man. I, the really only reason I bring this tragic story up is because it reminds me of these words of wisdom from this lady. We brought, we brought this to the show maybe seven or eight years ago, but it, 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 it still rings true. Where She's recording this video on her way to church after seeing news about a shark attack. Roll it. The ocean is the shark's house. When chickens come in my house, guess what? They get ate. When pigs come in my house, they own the plate. Can you imagine how excited the shark would be to see me laying up in, on, on the plate in his house? Lord Jesus, oh Lord, no. God love you, God keep you, and stay out them oceans. Jesus. <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, when we're sharing different stories today, and then you're going with this on what's your story, I'm like, gosh, you brought this up on Friday. Why are you bringing this up again? I don't want to hear about this poor guy that got decapitated. Mm -hmm. Now I understand it. Yes. From this lady. But you know what they always say? The sharks are more afraid of us than we are of them. (laughs) I will not believe it. No, 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 they're not. No, they're not. Because who's winning that fight? Right. <laughs> Again, I mean, it's the animated shark with the, uh, you know, with the knives in his hand and the fork. And... <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Scott, what's your story today? Well, this one comes out of Murray State University, home of the racers. Um, Murray State University, if you're a student there and you have breasts, well, you can get them flattened if you'd like. The school will help. This is not a mammogram program either, by the way. The Pride Center works to provide a space for connection, growth, and engagement for the LGBTQ student community through activities, services, support, blah, blah, blah. There's a web page you can go to with six clickable tabs. One of them is Chest Binder Service in Murray State. And for the uh, this offering, you hear this. Students exploring binding options can contact the Pride Center for sizing and fitting assistance. This, I'm not making this up. The center offers information and the needed supplies to take down measurements, as well as the option to try on different sizes. Money is on the table if that's what it takes. Once you have identified what size binder you need, you then apply for financial assistance to purchase your binder. Financial assistance is provided as funds become available. Yep, mom and dad, Murray State Racer. Yep. Oh no, now now they're the Murray State Mashers. I don't know. <laughs> or the Murray State Erasers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Golly. Okay, my story today is just some stats. Because I think this is interesting. Talking about well, a few things I think come together here. Did you know there's more than 127 million single people 18 years and older living in America? That's about 40% of the population. Wow. Wow. Does that seem high? Yeah, it does, actually. We know birth rates are dropping, all that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, part of this U.S. Census data talks about what cities have the most singles. Okay? And then it breaks it down by single men, single women, you know, all that stuff. And then people that are divorced. But I can't help but think, holy smokes, is this one of the reasons that people are more unhappy now than they have been in, like, recorded history, at least what we have in the last few decades, just like happiness factors, Mm -hmm. all these different things? And I wonder, does that play into it? I'm sure it does. Because, listen, I think we've talked about it on the show. When you are single, yes, you get to do whatever you want when you want. That seems cool. But how much of that time is spent online getting angry? Yeah. Well, and, and people. That's all I could think when I saw this story. Yeah. Yeah. People need purpose. And, yes. you know, and that's not to say that you can't find purpose if you're single. But I am saying that a lot of single people uh, don't seem to have a purpose. And that's why they get so mad online. It's like, yes. You have to do extra work if you're single to have a purpose. Because if you're married and you have kids. Well, you have a purpose because every time you go home, you're dealing with the kids and the wife or the right. husband, right? I mean, that's that's just the reality. Your purpose is built into your daily life for you. Well, the other part of that, when you look at happiness factors in a lot of different studies, the purpose is big, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you find, if you're constantly just trying to find the next thing that's going to make you happy, well, after a while, after a decade or so, you're like a hamster on the treadmill, man. I mean, you're always looking for something, and you get more agitated as time goes on. I wonder how many of those people are childless, too. Uh, you know, that would be an interesting stat, too, because if, if you're childless, then you, you know, if you get kids and you're single. Oh, man, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, I mean, I imagine there's there's still a purpose. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. getting back to David's original argument here, and I agree with him, but. 
Well, it's weird, man, because, you know, and I think it's like an ongoing joke on the show whenever we talk about marriage and you will quip something, Scott, like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to be that miserable, yeah, that sort well, of thing. I, that's I the joke. Past, yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. But when you look at happiness factors, the happiest people are the married people. And it's completely different to what culture seems to tell you. You know, but it's better to advocate for something you really aren't involved in, bitching online. That really, that helps. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. I'm for this. Bell won't do anything, but I'm going to bitch about it. Yes. Yeah. And there's my Ukraine flag and my profile. Right. right. I and the rainbow flag on, on and everything Zelensky else. every morning. Yeah. See yeah. how he's doing. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah, how attractive. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, Utah, the latest state to ban trans surgeries. Whoa. Trans surgeries and hormone therapy for minors. Uh-oh. Yes, for minors should be. Holy cow. Mm. What do you think about a drag show at halftime of an NBA game? Oh, come on. Is that family entertainment? No. Did you hear about that? No. Oh, we'll get to it. Coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, so what happened to Utah, David? Oh, the governor, Spencer Cox, uh, signed a bill over the weekend that uh, bans uh, sex change operations for minors and also bans hormone therapy for minors, and the left is freaking out about it. He's also directing, the, um, as part of this bill, the Utah Department of Health and Human Services to conduct a systematic review of the medical evidence regarding hormonal transgender treatments. Saying, all right, we're going to put a pause on this right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to gather information because we think maybe there's something wrong with this. Well, of course, here's the way that it's uh, framed by the mainstream media. This is just one example from CNN. Uh, Utah Governor Spencer Cox signed a bill on Saturday that banned hormone treatment and surgical procedures for minors seeking gender-affirming care. The latest in a series of anti-trans bills involving minors that have been passed across this country. Not anti-trans, it's pro-child. I was going to say, it, call it the Protecting Kids Act. Protecting Children Act. Yeah. Play the left's game. Give it a positive name. Yeah. Um, kids Mental Health Affirming. The, because well, that's what it is. About the just, Not Harming Kids Act. Yes. Or just, let's stop kids from making a huge mistake with their bodies. Yes. I mean, that's what is so awful is you have, you know, national organizations that are supposed to be protecting kids are looking out for the money. Oh, yeah. Or it's it's far worse than that, that they really do just want to ruin a bunch of kids' lives. That's why there's so many European nations that have banned this stuff. Wow. You know what, man? And the whole trans activism thing, you know, it talks about seeping in everywhere. I didn't realize it was halftime entertainment at an NBA game. Trans were? Drag show. Oh, drag show. Okay. It was Pride Night. Not necessarily trans then. Okay. No. Sorry. Drag. <laughs> yeah. For most people, the way they think, it's like, that's a dude dresses a woman. Yeah, what exactly. do you want me to call it? That is exactly what it is. Yes. Officer Tatum, Brandon Tatum, happened to be covering this, and I saw the clip. And it, he couldn't believe it. These look like slutty women, but these are dudes dressed like women. And they're doing it in front of your kids. Yes, they are. 
And he brings up a good question. Why does Pride Month have to have anything to do with sexualizing anything? If this is not sinful sexual deviancy, then why is pride in your quote-unquote sexuality has anything to do with sexual deviancy? That's why so many people like gays against groomers are like, what is this? Right. What is this all about? And he said, well, what if it were heterosexual people? You know, and it was gyrating all around, you know? Some people like to do a lot of crazy sexual acts. What if they had a, on the stage they doing bondage? <laughs> and all kind of tying people up and doing all that freaky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when he said that, doing all that freaky stuff. It wouldn't be allowed, of course no. not. Not in front of the kids, for crying out loud. This is crazy. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, can we get to the civil rights attorney that claims police don't stop crime? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, okay. Uh, I haven't see. heard this yet. I David has know. this piece of audio, and I have not heard it. So uh, five Memphis police officers are being charged with murder for beating Tyree Nichols to death. A sixth, by the way, has been, I guess, relieved of duty uh, right now uh, for his involvement in it. He's the only white guy in the bunch, but he's not being charged with murder as of right now. Um, Did you ever see him on the video that was released? I I believe it's the one, it's the guy who was in the first video, or like the earliest video that we have where he's getting pulled out of the car. Okay. I think, where Tyree is getting uh, getting pulled out of the car before he runs away, and then the other officers show up and just beat him to death. Um, But even though these officers are black, they were guilty of racism, apparently, is what we're told. Everybody wants to, like, shoehorn this this large systemic issue or whatever into this idea or into this situation where, quite frankly, thugs with badges beat a guy to death. Yes. Uh, That's what happened. There are bad cops. Some people have been consistent in saying that for a number of years. Usually the narrative goes like, well, most cops are really good. There are some bad cops. And what we have to do as a society is figure out who the bad cops are and get them out of the system. And when they do something out of line, they need to be punished for it and relieved of their duties. This goes to another level because they killed a guy. Yeah. And that's uh, why they're charged with murder. Right. So on CNN, though, civil rights attorney Areva Martin made the case that cops don't actually stop crime. Okay. Police don't solve crimes. Police don't stop crimes. They solve crimes, I should say. What we have refused to do in this country is really look at the systemic issues of crime and invest in those things that we know can prevent crime, such as education and mental health. Stop. Not only- All right. Hold on a second. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. You're about to lose. No, but that's that is the solution to absolutely everything. What? Just throw money at it. Yeah. It's a problem. Let's it needs more funding. Yes. We've been doing this for how long now? Well, when they talk about funding, what are they really talking about? Exactly. Are they really talking about putting more cops on the streets? I don't know. Because I don't hear that. No, that's not part of it. No. 
Okay. We not only have a crisis in policing, we have a crisis in the policing of African-Americans in this country. Yeah, something is wrong, and we keep seeing it. Okay. Do you want to take that last part? Yeah, yeah. David? Well, okay. When you say, well, you hear Allison Camerata on CNN, Frowny Frownerson, just saying, oh, well, something is wrong and something needs to be done about it. No, there is nothing systemically wrong as evidenced by the tapes that we've all seen at this point. That is not a system in peril. Those are thugs with badges who beat a guy to death. People yep. have the capability and capacity to do bad things all on their own without some mystical white supremacist puppet master dictating their every move. You know, it's, it's like sometimes there really isn't a bigger narrative here. And if you want to try to go with a bigger narrative here, you can look at what the city of Memphis has had to do in order to deal with its rising crime problem, which does actually involve ignoring some tried and true methods of vetting people who wind up getting that badge and becoming sworn officers. You can well, not only that, David, the way I understand it from the stories that I've read, they couldn't find anybody. Right. And why is that? Well, I mean, you have a lot of the defund the police stuff. You have a lot of pro-criminal uh, policies put in place. It's not some wider white supremacy thing. And, and to, to the point that Robbins was making, too, you know, it drives me crazy when they say we just don't have enough resources for X, Y, and Z, for violence, interruption, and all that stuff. Right. Dude, how many press releases have been sent out from the city, county, state, federal uh, uh, offices over the last several decades talking about we're providing historic funding for X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, if you want to talk about a big cultural issue, part of it involves the dissolving of the nuclear family. And because I mean, Oh, you can't say that. Because mm -hmm. statistics back that up. It doesn't matter what your race is. It does not matter it does not. what your race is. No. Is that if you don't have a stable family to go back to as a kid, you're going to have a problem when you're an adult. Not not it's not guaranteed. I don't, I don't let me let me rephrase that a little bit. It's not a guaranteed thing. Statistically though, you do wind up seeing more and more people who wind up in prison or who wind up doing something crazy to somebody else who didn't have a, a, a stable family household. I don't know if that's the case with these particular cops or whatever, but if you're talking about generally in crime, that's what you have to look at. And there is not really a government after-school program that can fix that. No. Crime had gone through the roof in Memphis over the last few years. So the city leaders are thinking, okay, we've got to do something. And so... Well, a source within the Memphis Police Department said these officers weren't hired through the usual structured police department hiring process. The leaders felt the existing process was too strict and kept certain people from getting jobs at the department. In other words, it was racist because more people couldn't work there. No one's going to talk about that, right. but that's, the, that's but part the, of the story. You, you have to have a certain amount of education backed with training before you get the gig. If you're sitting there telling me, well, they didn't have the educational opportunity. We need to hire them anyway. That's not how life works. No, it is not. I well, wouldn't be a dentist. And every you don't time... know how. Well, that doesn't matter. I, I'm, I want to. <laughs> well, and you look at the different studies and the different surveys of people that live in high-crime neighborhoods. 
those people are not saying we need less police around here. Absolutely not. They're saying we need more. Yes. To do something about the crime. And that, you know, that's why I had this thought over the weekend, and I'm having it again right now. The most despicable part, other than these guys killing Tyree Nichols, is how the media uses it to divide people and put flames on a fire. It's awful what they do. They pick and choose what little clips they're going to show. They pick and choose what sound bites from Ben Crump they're going to use. And, uh, you know, a mom that is protesting with her kids that's holding a sign that says no justice, no peace. Even though I think there's going to be justice for these guys, they're going to go to prison forever. And they should. It's just, it's frustrating. Moving on to the migrant problem in New York City. Yeah. Sorry, illegal immigrant problem. Yeah. Well, a bunch of illegal immigrants are being housed in a hotel in New York City. And in one particular case, uh, they're refusing to leave because it's their home now. They don't They don't want to go. So <laughs> no, It's not their home. See, that's just it. No, no but, but it is their home, uh, according to them. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, the city tried to move these single men, single men. Uh, out of the Watson Hotel. You're talking about... Single men. Yeah, okay. about, about $500 a night if you're paying your way there. <laughs> Which by, I mean, by Manhattan standards is not a, not a ton, but not not exactly Skid Row either. Okay? No. Uh, not staying in the Robbins Flea Bag Hotel no, you're not. where he no. stays on his vacation. Oh, the Itchy Inn is yeah. Yeah. universally known. <laughs> so uh, they wanted to move them out, the city did, to make space for women and children. For... You know, actually what we're told, all these migrants are showing right. up and, oh, my gosh, they're all a bunch of downtrodden women with their little kids. Well, that's actually Just not the case. But Seeking asylum, yes. Right. But, but in, in the instances where that is the case, the city wants to make sure they're put up in hotel rooms. So they're saying, hey, single dudes, you're going to go to this large shelter that we've set up. Okay. Where it's like you got cots in a giant room. Well, they don't right. want to do it. There was a, a miniature riot last white and last night, and then there was a protest that was going on into the morning hours today, <laughs> because this is their home now. <laughs> Here's one volunteer <sighs> who is like providing signs and stuff and marching in solidarity with the single dudes who didn't want to leave their free apartment. Uh, Meryl Rat- Ranzer is her name. Okay. It's not humane. This is not the way you treat human beings. They want to go back into their rooms at the Watson Hotel. This is what they think of as their home right now. This is their home right now. It's not humane. (laughs) You don't have a home. You came here, supposedly, running from, like, certain death. You're seeking asylum. That's what we're told, right? And it's inhumane for you to stay at a shelter that's protected? I can no, understand. this hotel. I can understand. $500 a night is my home. I can understand if the ice machine didn't work. <laughs> but <laughs> but there's, it's inhumane. There, there, there's no what? You know, mini bar to raid at the old uh, shelter. I mean, come on. <laughs> my kid wants to stay up at night and play video games. It's inhumane to make him go to bed. Yes, it is. Yes. Like, okay, he wants cake for breakfast. Can can somebody say um, until we're ready to just actually start doing mass deportations of these folks who have shown up and have very flimsy asylum cases? Can we just kind of say we're doing you a favor? You're a guest in our home, so yes. you will do what you are told. Yes. You don't understand how this works right now. Goodness gracious. 
Uh, you know what? I don't need to stay a long time on this. I just thought it was sad. Maybe you saw the headline that Lisa Marie Presley was back on opioids oh, before the Golden Globes. Well, did you see her? Yes, and Ugh. people said she didn't look well. No. And the sources say she wanted to look good because she knew she would be there because of the movie about her dad. So you get all high before you go? Well, she was trying to lose weight. Oh, God. And then there were opioids, and then it was just a terrible cycle. It's just a sad story. And I don't think we'll ever know exactly what make made her start taking opioids again. I hope it wasn't just to look better. Well, was the guy helping her in, was that the ex-husband? Do you remember? Because he was, I mean, he was like holding her up. I thought so, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Not Jeez, positive on really that. really sad. Golly. Yes. And then uh, David wanted to bring up a story that I really wish he would wait until my yeah. daughter and I finish our skydive. Yeah. But go ahead. Skydiver uh, is recovering in the hospital now after, well, his chute didn't fully open. Whoa. This okay. is in Oceanside, California. Uh, so this guy, I think he was in his 30s, he jumped from a go-jump skydiving plane on Friday evening, and his parachute didn't deploy properly. Yeah. Mm. Now, he landed on a two-story house. He bounced off of the house and then landed on the yard. And Whoa. he survived. Again, he's in the hospital recovering from serious injuries, obviously. But imagine if you're in that house at that time, and you just hear, boom! Like, what do you... Oh, does insurance cover that? Does Go Jump cover that? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't was, know. Was Mayhem there? <laughs> right? <laughs> Filming a commercial? <laughs> so it says it didn't deploy properly. Yeah. So that meant it, it must have still slowed him down a little? It, it did. You, it, there's no way it could have been going full speed. No, no, no. The landing was okay. uncontrolled at an accelerated pace, but it did open enough to, I guess, help break the fall when he landed on that house. Hell, all those bones could have been broken falling from two stories. Right. I mean, geez. Man, oh, man. Yeah. Man, even Bodie from Point Break would say that's 100% pure adrenaline right there. <laughs> Whee! Yeah, yeah lucky to be alive. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, State Farm needs to hire this guy like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see that commercial. Ilan uh, Omar said, I didn't know there were tropes about uh, Jewish people and money. What? Unreal. Unreal. We got we to gotta get to that much more coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, one of the news pieces that came across over the weekend, uh, it boggles the mind. I'll just leave it at that. David, you can yeah. tell us the story. Well, Representative Ilhan Omar is getting booted off of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, presumably because of the old anti-Semitism thing. You know, pretty big with her. Uh, two of the big examples of her anti-Semitism come from a couple of tweets. Uh, one saying that Israel has, quote, hypnotized the world, and the other claiming that Jewish money was behind the United States support of Israel. It's all yeah. about the Benjamins, yes. That's what mm -hmm. she said. Uh, now, she was on CNN yesterday and was asked about this in a very sympathetic interview. Uh, made this astounding claim. Okay. Um, I certainly did not or was not aware that the word hypnotize uh, was a trope. Um, I wasn't aware... Um, of of the fact that there are tropes about Jews and money. Um, Whoa, hold yeah, on. Right, exactly. 
Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I I, I can understand the hypnotized thing, maybe. Yeah. Like, I'll okay, go there that with wording was, was awkward and it didn't really mean anything like that. But, but yeah, the the money thing, that's... This is a woman who has a degree in political science and international studies. <laughs> and you've never you've, heard it before. You've never heard that anti-Semites no, have made comments about Jews controlling money and whatnot, really? Hmm. Never heard that in all your studies? Never. Hmm. Huh. Right. Um, that has been a very enlightening uh, <laughs> part of, of this journey. Well, you know what? I think I'm just going to believe her. She's she doesn't have a history of lying. Boxer so rocks, you can though. trust her. No. That's a joke. Did we ever find out did she marry her actual brother? No, no one wants to really ask or find out. Yeah, that out, story honestly. went away. She did. It's hard when siblings marry. That usually well, doesn't work out. Wasn't that proven? In Minnesota? Well, they yeah, I mean there is people have been wanting to get to the bottom of is that actually the same person who is her brother that she married and was this about immigration fraud yes and and she just never really answers the question and no one else just looks into it now okay it's on hunter biden's laptop it's one of those things from you know doing this year after year and then her name comes back you're like yeah that yeah because you had some sleuths there in minnesota that got to the bottom of it as i remember i have to look it back up but yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, I did see this story, and I was just curious your reaction. Some people have trouble falling asleep, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you had some last week, Scott, you were talking I about. I did, yes. For whatever reason. Yeah. Did you know that if you think back on a happy memory, it can help you fall asleep? Hmm. No. Usually that's when the demons come out. It's when you can't fall asleep and they're all chirping at you. Remember the stuff I did. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, no, it's coming back to haunt me again. I wish I wouldn't have done that. I'm going to all right, put that on the apology list. I forgot about that person, that yep. sort of thing. But it's called savoring. You recreate the positive emotional state of the experience in your mind. Any happy memory. But instead of just thinking about it, it says you have to close your eyes and imagine yourself back there. Yeah. But... Yeah, but then you can't help it because something else will come creeping along about how you screwed it all up. <laughs> right, exactly. See, I thought that was just me talking to God and asking him to block out a couple hours. I got some things <laughs> I need to talk about. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, David, biggest story today. Is there one? I I don't know if there's just one. I mean, obviously the Tyree Nichols uh, uh, body cam footage. Uh, is a big one. And you know, what we should get to is what Van Jones wrote about it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. You won't believe it. Yeah. Well, you will believe it. It's Van Jones. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, we should get to that because there's certainly more to that story. Um, also, the amount of people that think they're financially responsible, but still rely on their parents to pay bills. How does that work together? Uh. And there is a new superbug strain of gonorrhea. <laughs> yeah, Scott, we'll get to that as well. <laughs> Coming up right here.
the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. David, you mentioned you thought the biggest story of the day was probably what happened in Memphis with the death of Tyree Nichols yeah. at the hands of the police officers who have been charged with murder. And I think most of us have seen at least part of the video. And I think we had the same reaction. At first, you're wondering, is Tyree, is he resisting? Is he not doing what the cops are asking him to do? But we, we don't even know exactly how it started. It supposedly was him driving erratic, and then he swiped at the police officer's car. But we don't have any evidence of that. Yeah. And then they pull him out of the car, and they seem awfully aggressive. Yes. And you keep seeing the cops tell him to put his hands behind his back, but then it's... Uh, it's kind of confusing the different commands they're giving him. And then they got the taser out quick. And then he runs, and then you see what happens after that, which is just brutal, especially from that light camera Yeah, that's that's looking down. They got him restrained, and they're standing him up and just keep hitting him. Yes. And, again, I think a lot of us are thinking, is there more to this story? Did they know this guy? What caused them to beat him like that? That looked like it was I, in some ways targeted or did they just get that amped up because he ran i don't know i but think that's there was no excuse for it really interesting take that you have because i had not thought that thought what that they knew him i understand and i don't know I, it I, either. I, no, you, I, I understand what you're you saying have all though. these things going through your head i get it because it did seem very familiar almost did like, you think that david well yeah the first thing i thought was this looks like a gangland retribution kind of thing and yeah. i i mean that's what it looked like to me because i i can't imagine anybody getting that amped up because this it's not a spur of the moment kind of thing either because that's what i was expecting when they were talking about the body cam footage being released i was expecting okay they got him on the ground maybe he's resisting maybe he's pushing back or something mm -hmm. and then everybody gets carried away in the moment right after he gets out of the car I did not expect to see them actually standing him up and oh. and taking shots at his head. Because they keep I, saying, hands, get your hands yeah. behind you, get your hands. They're holding his hands. Yeah. As somebody else is punching him. It, so you see the coverage of it. And as predicted, I guess it's not hard to predict, somehow white supremacy was going to be involved even though the right. officers charged with murder were black. Yes. Okay. And then, and you sent this to me Friday night. I think you sent it to, well, you sent it to both me and Scott, David. Yeah. It was the Van Jones take. that, And the headline was, the police who killed Tyree Nichols were black, but they might still have been driven by racism. Like, okay. Yeah. So, I'll read different parts of this and just react as we go. Okay. Uh... Not third paragraph in. Learning your child's life was senselessly stolen from him is every black parent's nightmare. But... Surprisingly to many people, the five officers charged with viciously beating him were also black. How do we explain Nichols' horrific killing, allegedly at the hands of police who looked like him? Well, they're bad people. They didn't follow protocol. Yeah. There are bad cops. Believe. I mean, how do you explain it? Are we to believe that because of their race was the same race as him that it's hard to explain? Yes, that's exactly what It's not what hard to saying. explain at all. I mean, we don't have to go into the 
black-on-black murder in this country. No. But, I mean, that's evident to most people. I don't think it's driven by race. Well, yeah, people actually have the capability to do bad things to one another. And it's it's a tragedy, and it doesn't always have to be this systemic thing. But it, it it is so strange. You've got this situation where almost everybody is in agreement that what happened to Tyree Nichols yes. never, ever should have happened. Right. well outside the bounds of common sense and decency. But yet they can't take, I don't know, it's a weird way of, of putting it, but the first thing that comes to my mind is you can't take the win here? Like it's, it's, it's like the it cops is. have been charged with murder. Well, well he, brings, he brings up Rodney King and then he brings up uh, okay. George Floyd. So my opinion is they've been harping on this. It's white supremacy. It's white supremacy. It's systemic racism for so long. This doesn't follow that narrative. Yeah. So they've got to shoehorn it in somehow to make that fit. And that's, get this, this is what Van Jones writes. All through these years, American society has often focused on the race of the officers, so often white, as a factor in their deplorable acts of violence. American society's focused on it? No, the freaking media has, Van. You've made a career out of it. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's true. But the narrative white cop kills unarmed black man should never have been the sole lens through which we attempted to understand police abuse and misconduct. It's time to move to a more nuanced discussion of the way police violence endangers black lives. It's your lens. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Your periscope's been out for a long time. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Okay. He then goes into a paragraph talking about that society's message is that black people are inferior. It is? I've never gotten that. Well, I mean, from the left, oftentimes that is the case. That is true. That's one of the reasons why they they talk about, you know, racial quotas and hiring and whatnot, because they don't seem to think that black people can succeed on their own. Yes, that is true. He says, and that black people are dangerous. Um, That's society's message. It's pervasive. Over many decades, numerous uh, experiments have shown that these ideas can infiltrate black minds as well as white. Self-hatred is a real thing. I get this next sentence. That's why a black store owner might regard customers of his same race with suspicion while treating his white patrons with deference. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, man, Uh, sometimes when you have whoever it is, and it doesn't matter, (laughs) when you're talking about who commits crimes, you can try to be colorblind, but your brain is a pattern-recognizing machine, okay? Think of the Chris Rock comedy bit from 1997, Bring the Pain. If you've ever watched it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So what it's that's been a part of society forever, Don? No. You're looking usually as a store owner who commits the most crimes. And so then your eye is out. That's the only way I can explain it. But you're saying the whole white supremacy thing has infiltrated the black mind. All right, right. Yeah. Isn't that in and of itself racist yeah, you're to saying, say your mind's not strong enough? Yeah, that that black people are are too stupid to realize that it's not about skin color. That's what he's arguing. That's what Van Jones is arguing there. Yes, it is. And it just goes on from there. The, 
And he says, it's a sad fact, but one that's old as time itself. People often oppress people who look just like them. The vast majority of human rights abuses are committed by people who look exactly like the people they are abusing. Maybe, Don, it's not about race. It's just that you have some bad people. They'll abuse whoever they can, and sometimes it happens to be people of their own race. My goodness, well, man. Bad people no new, don't know race. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We got to move on. You know what? I had more time. I was going to take a part when Van Jones was crying after Joe Biden won. Yeah. If you want me to do this later in the show, I will. Whole, the more time goes on, the worse that ages. Yeah, Holy age, mackerel! That doesn't age well at all, does it? He's all weeping and everything else. Crazy. Uh, watch out. I did mention it. There is a new superbug strain of gonorrhea. It's outsmarting most antibiotics. Piece in the Wall Street Journal. It's got to be careful out there. Bring back cod pieces. <laughs> <laughs> also mention this. Um... 85% of people, adults, think they're financially responsible. But 35% of those still rely on their parents to pay their bills. Is it possible to be financially responsible and still rely on your parents to pay your bills? Just asking the question. If no. you're financially responsible with your allowance, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if, you're, if your parents are helping you pay the bills and you're running out and you're you know, spend a lot of money on takeout and all the new gadgets and video games and whatnot, um, then no, you're not very financially responsible. But if you take a little bit of money from the parents and you're putting that towards your, uh, I don't know, your your electric bill and whatnot, I suppose <laughs> technically you're responsible with that source of income. I think it's, you have parents sometimes, they're still paying whether yeah, I'll take the insurance. I'll still pay for your phone. You were on the family plan, and now you graduated out of it. So if you are one of those people, it's like, yeah, I'm pretty right, responsible. But, yeah, I still let my parents pay for as much as they'll pay for. Why wouldn't you if they're going to do it? Well, I remember I got a lower insurance rate until I turned, uh, what, 18. And when you turned 18, then you were an adult, and then you had to take care of yourself in my house. So yeah. the, minute, the minute I turned 18, the old man was on the phone. Uh, where do you want that insurance uh, bill sent to? <laughs> Good. Oh, and, it, you know, a little bit of a sad story. Uh, just an update on something that we talked about. This was weeks now, I guess, a month or so ago. Amy Roback and TJ Holmes from Good Morning America, yeah. that third hour. Um, yeah, they're, they're done at Good Morning America. It's over now. Statement from the network has said, we all agreed it's best for everyone that they move on from ABC News. I hope it was worth it. Think of all the things you could do to get fired. And that was the one for ABC. You guys had an affair here at the station. I wonder if they could sue. Looking back at what other people have done and not got fired for. I doubt that they will. He should have said he was trans. Fire me now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. Okay. There's other stuff we got to get to. Um, Congressman of Florida says the Memphis cops were racist. Of course, mm -hmm. th there's a whole lot of these. And some people are talking about <laughs> the next trend in laziness. I actually saw a commercial for this. Really? It's like wearable beanbag chairs. So when you get God. tired, you can just plop down. <laughs> God. Are you serious? Yeah. Get to all that coming up right here.
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Who said that the Memphis cops were racist? I know a few people are. Uh, Democrat congressman out of Florida, Maxwell Alejandro Frost, writes after the uh, body cam footage of Tyree Nichols, uh, Tyree Nichols, I should say, uh, was released that, quote, it doesn't matter what color these police officers are. The murder of Tyree Nichols is anti-black and the result of white supremacy. It, if that's the case... Can I honestly just ask this question here? What what's the point of diversity hiring then? What I mean, isn't that the thing? I, I you know I buddy, think you, that's a great point, David. You, you just you should hire the people who are best for the job. Don't yep. care what their race is. But if you are going to say, and and we heard this a lot, especially uh, uh, two and a half years ago, yep, that police departments need to hire more people of color because they'll be better equipped to police black people or something. Well, now you have a group of five uh, black guys who beat a guy to death and are now still somehow carrying the water for white supremacy. In that case, then diversity and inclusion stuff is obviously ineffective. And why do why even bother doing it anymore? Uh because it's a part of Marxism and the people right. that are truly in power is exactly <laughs> that's what they want. Right. And to divide people, which we saw the media do all weekend long with this story but that's a great point okay so people wanted more diversity and we did hear that all over the place and memphis certainly did that but it's still white supremacy mm -hmm. according to the florida congressman okay um okay do you want me to play part of the van jones this this is a completely different story okay right. completely different it has nothing to do with what happened in memphis other than him writing a stupid piece for CNN. But remember when he was weeping after Joe Biden beat oh, yeah. Donald oh, Trump? Oh, sure, yeah. Think about everything that's come to light about Biden now, and everyone knows what a liar he is, okay? Mm -hmm. And this guy, at the time, doing this bit. Well, it's easier to be a parent this morning. It's easier to be a dad. It's easier, it's easier to tell your kids character matters. It matters. Telling the truth matters. Being a good person matters. See, it's like a comedy bit for you, David. Yeah, yeah You're really. already laughing your head well, off. One, it's easier easier to be a parent now. Uh, oh yeah, by the way, there that that formula shortage actually isn't over yet. Right now, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Okay, but because Biden told the truth, <laughs> hilarious, <laughs> and he's a good person. That's why it matters. And it's easier for a whole lot of people. If you're Muslim in this country, you, you, you don't have to worry if the president doesn't want you here. You know, <laughs> to quote you, Scott, this is bad dinner theater. It is. It's terrible. It's bad dinner theater. And after he did that, that was election night that happened. Yeah. After he did that, Adam Kinzinger was quoted as saying, hold my beer. <laughs> Oh, it's only getting warmed up. It gets better in my eyes. If you're an immigrant, you don't have to worry if the president's going to be happy to have babies snatched away or send dreamers back yeah. for no reason. Wow. The guy can't talk. Yeah. That was a lie. Yeah, the Academy it, Award goes to. Yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't have to worry about being detained uh, and living because this president just makes sure that a record number of people die trying to get into this country. That is true. Yes.
Go on, man. <laughs> vindication for a lot of people <laughs> who have really suffered. You know, the, the, I can't breathe. You know, that wasn't just George Floyd. That was a lot of people that felt that they couldn't breathe. What is he talking about? I don't know. It's... Well, I, I didn't realize that there had been a Midol shortage at that time. So, <laughs> poor guy. Hormones were going crazy, apparently. Every day you're waking up and you're getting these tweets and you just don't know. And you're going to the store and, and people who are afraid to show their racism are getting nastier and nastier to you. And you're worried about your kids. Oh my goodness, man. Man. Dude still has a job. Wow. Okay. Oh, I mentioned the next trend in laziness. That's what some people are calling this. It's out of Japan. Uh, wearable beanbag chairs. I saw a little ad for it. And whoever described it saying the clearest way to explain it is that you would look like Grimace, the McDonald's character, like a fat suit, <laughs> is true. They got them all sizes, kids to adults, four different colors. And really, you're just carrying around this extra weight in a beanbag chair. So if all of a sudden you get a little tired, you can just sort of plop down anywhere. Oh, for God's sake. Take a little right. napski. Okay. <laughs> Want one for your birthday? No. No. Father's Day? Okay, maybe. <laughs> the big one weighs 11 pounds, just so you know. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David. Uh, Trump is to blame for what? Oh, oh, for the death of Tyree Nichols. What? Yeah. Uh, five Memphis police officers are being charged with murder, of course we know that, for the death of Tyree Nichols in Memphis. Uh, but some in the press say it's Donald Trump's fault, really, if you go all the way back, okay? Um, Andrew Feinberg. Okay, this ought yeah. to be a trick of how you make this jump. Yeah, this is a question he actually asked during the White House press briefing. Okay, roll it. His predecessor uh, in 2017 uh, encouraged uh, police officers to uh, don't be too nice and suggested that they, they might uh, hit the heads of prisoners on the tops of their patrol cars. Uh, does the president uh, have any plans to speak to police officers and say that this is kind of behavior is not acceptable? Do we know who that is? That's Andrew Feinberg from The Independent. Uh, uh, Feinberg, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the Memphis Police Department was influenced by a one-off statement that Donald Trump made nearly six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Serious. Well, when you look at the video, and then you can hear it's faint, but the one guy says, remember what Trump said? Don't yeah. be too nice. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if you saw this part of the body Jeez. cam footage. One of the cops clearly says, this is MAGA country. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little muddled, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they do the close captioning, it's clearly there. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Might have been the same guys that showed up in Chicago that night, 2 a.m., well, that mm-hmm. a winter. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're in mega country. Yes. That's how, what's his name, Smollett, that's how he got beat up. Yep. 
Yeah. That was Trump's fault, too. Yes. Except that actually didn't happen. And Chicago, really, I mean, it was not a far fetch because Chicago was known for mega country. (laughs) (laughs) They're everywhere. Goodness gracious. You know, that is the thing. Brought it up before. Most everyone agrees this should never have happened. And yes, these cops should be held responsible. They've been charged with murder. And you feel terrible for Tyree Nichols' family. Okay? But then you have media jumping through hoops to make this about white supremacy. It boggles the mind. And I mean, to me, it's laughable. The different reviews that we've gone through of how people try to make this stretch. But now to go back to something Trump said there in 2017, don't be too nice. Is that what drove these cops to do this? Right. You should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Donald Trump was riffing in front of some police officers, if you remember, back in 2017, where he talks about how cops put their hands on the top of suspects' heads to help get them into the car and said, well, maybe you don't need to be so nice, right? Like, yeah. Right. He wasn't talking about standing somebody up and beating them to death for crying out loud. (laughs) My goodness. And again, just to say, we'll see what happens. Because I don't think we know everything there is to know about this story yet. I mean, I guess we'll know in time. Did any of these officers know Tyree Nichols ahead of time? Uh, And it's very possible they did not. But that looks like it was almost targeted. And again, you can reach into the conspiracy pile and pull something out. But I've gotten a couple of uh, uh, notes today from people who heard from a friend or hear the rumblings and rumors that perhaps, perhaps, again, I don't know this to be true. Are you spreading rumors right now? I might be. I don't know. I'm prefacing it by saying I don't know that the the victim in this case was perhaps involved with somebody else's significant other. I had not seen One that. One of the cops. Again, have you seen that, David? I have not seen that. This is all speculation. Uh, this is all rumor. This is all whatever. But, you know, you're looking for alternative things. That perhaps they knew who this guy was. Yeah, there were a lot of people online over the weekend saying that it looked like there was more to it than yes. people and, didn't and know. And again, who we'll knows, find man. out. And, and I don't want to spread rumors. I'm just saying this is something well, you're pretty that was, good at it. was brought yeah. to my attention. You just okay? did. Yeah. And if I'm right... <laughs> then you want the credit. If not, well, it's just some people it's online. I read. Well, I didn't invent it. I mean, it was something that was sent to me by a couple of different people. <laughs> That's all. I'm just saying it's it's, the rumor is out there. The thing is, did this enter anybody else's mind watching the coverage of this? That it is tragic what happened. I read a few weeks ago, there was a kid. It was a stray bullet that hit off cement and killed a kid in Chicago. Yeah. It was tragic. And unfortunately, you see kids under the age of 18 get shot. You know, not intended to shoot them, but sometimes they get shot and they die. Yes. And it's awful. We never hear their stories. Why is that? I, I don't know. Well, because there's a meta narrative in those cases that no one really wants to say because they've spent a few decades saying that if you point out things like, I don't know, a stable family home, if you if you point out cultural things, then that's somehow uh, inherently racist. Right. 
But, you know, it, it's terrible that tragedies happen all the time. We should be doing more about those tragedies, too. Yeah. No, no, I agree. kids. I mean, anyway. anything, anything happens like this, and this was so tragic and so terrible. But you look for reasons why. Yeah. I mean, they're constantly trying to find out why well, something like we, this would happen, right? They lowered the standards so, for And we know that's cops, true. You know, there's there, a lot is to there it. more to the story? Is there less? Who knows? We'll all right, yeah. moving on. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend. Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, and I admit I'm a fan. I'm I like a fan, too. Big fan. I uh, was on with Joe Rogan, and he talked about his plan for an alternative to the World Economic Forum. This is interesting. Some big names he's talking about, too, and just scratching the surface of what he's looking at. He was saying that's an alternative vision of the future to the kind of apocalyptic narrative that's being put forward by the World Economic Forum. And so some of the things he wants people and really smart people to get together on is how to get energy and resources at the lowest possible cost as rapidly as possible to the largest number of people around the world, not at the expense of poor people. Right. Because a lot of green energy initiatives, I mean, poor people are hosed by that. A lot of people in third world countries would die when you watch smart people talk about this. And then he says engaging in a pro-human view of Earth stewardship. Because what do people talk about right now? It's irresponsible to have kids. Yeah. It's irresponsible to the planet. Um, can we put the humans first? Be nice. Uh, I think that's part of the point. Also putting forward, check it, a vision of the family policy front to facilitate the encouragement of and the maintenance of long-term monogamous couples who are child-centered. What? You know the left's going to hate that. And how am I supposed to live my best life? <laughs> Good question, David. Good question. And discovery of our story, specifically as it relates to voluntary play rather than the spirit of power ruling. In other words, people actually doing things because they want to, it would be the right thing instead of the overlords making everyone, whether that's get a vaccine mm -hmm. or drive a certain car or anything else. I think that's pretty interesting. I was happy to see that and see actually where it goes. I don't think it goes far enough. I think we, 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 we don't need a cabal of people making decisions for nations of the world no matter what. It, my alternative is, is the world mind your own business forum. Yes. Where we just don't do anything. We sit around and say, I am minding my own business. Cool. You too? Cool. I think the way Jordan Peterson operates, he starts with the individual. You want to do something about the world? Clean your room. Start with you. Clean up your own life first. That's his overarching message. There's got to be something that fights against the World Economic Forum. But David's and got I'm a all good for point that. there. Yeah, I think we should do something like that, David. Yeah. And then break it into, like, subgroups. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you looking at, group? Right. <laughs> <laughs> who are you judging, group? Yeah. Yeah. Who are you judging, group? Yeah. That's going to be a breakout panel, actually. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I want to share this story with you. Um, some people might say, hey, this feeds into a stereotype. I would say that this lady is fine with that because it's hilarious. Okay. Lady in Texas. She's retired. She is sick and tired of guys coming to her door looking for sex. Okay, her name is Elaine White. This is a weird situation. 
because people, dudes go online. She can explain it, what's happening. Okay. Um, all right, roll the audio. This is Elaine. How can a man go to a house in a neighborhood thinking they're going to get sex? As many hookers and prostitutes are out there, go get one. Leave me alone. Why are they coming to her place? Yeah. Yeah. Some sex website that nasty old men go and look for sex. They pay Venmo for the services, and then they get my address, and they come here. (laughs) What? Guys, go come from all over the place. Because they pay Venmo and they're like, all right, here's the address. Here's where you're going to go for smokes. the big hookup. She's like 65, retired. Leave me alone. But some dude goes there looking for sex. They might have to say hello to her little friend. Yes, I have my Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum loaded four-inch barrel next to me. And I answer the door with it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Jeez. I'm sure after a while, it's like, what? Like, the first time someone knocked on her door? Holy smokes, man. All right. We got to get to a news update. And the Taliban is telling Afghan girls, uh, no, you're not welcome at university. Straight ahead. Robin Show, Jamie Marshall, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, news from around the world. Not a big surprise. Mention it quick. Uh, the Taliban is banning Afghan girls from taking entrance exams for universities. Didn't they get our strongly worded letter? I think they did. And the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, I think he was going to use every tool in the toolbox and pull every lever yeah. to make sure that their rights were upheld if i remember I right use, yeah oh yeah i will use yes every diplomatic yeah. economic political and assistance tool at my disposal working closely with our allies allies and partners who yes. feel very much the same way how about that to do everything possible to uphold their basic rights well this yeah the Taliban indefinitely banned girls from taking uh, university entrance exams. Zaula Hashmi, a spokesperson for the Taliban Higher Education Ministry, confirmed over the weekend that a letter was sent out to private Afghan universities throughout the country and ordered the universities not to enroll female students for the upcoming semester. Don't they so, know? The, the world is watching. That's what we were told. I know. And I know, big shocker. But Tony Blinken and all of his allies and all the economic power and everything at his disposal is not enough to let the women into college because of the Taliban. Weird. He should threaten to import EVs. (laughs) Remember that time Kamala Harris was asked about Afghanistan and she started laughing? Slow down, everybody. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about two things. First, Afghanistan. Have a higher priority right now. Higher priority. Yeah. You know? Somebody cue Candlebox far behind right now. <laughs> Left him far behind. Yeah, that was last, that was a year and a half ago. Fend for yourselves. 
She's over here fighting for the right of men to compete against women in sports. <laughs> they, can't, they can't even go. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes. Good observation. Speaking of Kamala, is she in the news today? Oh, yeah. Uh, she's talking about small businesses, and, and she wants you to know that, you know, a lot of small businesses involve multiple generations, okay? Oh, boy. Really? Yeah. I mean, she talks to everybody like fourth graders, and it's mm-hmm. a way for us to learn something that maybe we didn't know before. Get so a little gather around. oil on that dressing. Here we go. Gather around. Here we go. I, when we talk about our small businesses, it not only is it intergenerational, but also we've got entrepreneurs in their teens and 20s to families who have been doing this for generations and, in, you know, our seniors. And so it's really, that's also what's also exciting about our small businesses and who they are, because it spans the generations in addition to being intergenerational. <laughs> it spans generations and it's intergenerational. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. The way she just spins an easy sentence. <laughs> That's like seven seconds into 22. (laughs) The search for profound. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Holy mackerel. (laughs) Really, that's also what's also exciting about our small businesses and who they are, because it spans the generations (laughs) in addition to being intergenerational. All I can think of is watching different basketball practices or being a part of them where your point guard won't stop dribbling. He won't pay. He just keeps dribbling. Stop it. Yeah. Just stop. See? That's enough. <laughs> Pick up That's your the dri- ball. Pick up your dribble and pass. <laughs> your usage rate is through the roof. Gosh, dang. That sports analogy is she's like a center fielder who just constantly gets lost in the sun. You know, <laughs> just, just, just meandering around. Runs all the way over to left to get field. The ball. Yeah. Right. Never catches it, but right. there it is. Gosh. Holy smokes. Dang. Did see this online, uh, uh, just sort of a lighter topic. People look to save a few bucks with meals. And so what's gone online is people's favorite, they call them poverty meals. Mm -hmm. Boy, that's going to be problematic in about 10 seconds, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And they mention, you know, like instant noodles, ramen noodles, anything else that comes to mind that you think might be considered a poverty meal? Beanie weenies. Beanie weenies. Oh, that's nasty, man. One of my favorite things in the world, too. Yeah. You'd heat it up. They stink, too. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Craft box mac and cheese. That's pretty good. That's, I like that. That's fine. I haven't had years. Yeah. Yeah. Grilled cheese. Tomato soup. Eh. But I'll take the grilled cheese. Oh, I like them both. Lentil rice casserole. Never had it. David, that sounds like you. I mean, I've made lentils before. I, I don't know about it. A rice casserole, but I bet it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Rice, salt, water, and seasoning in a casserole dish. Egg drop soup. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the price of eggs right now, that is not a poverty meal. Yeah, that's, that's what true. they said. <laughs> um, and this sounds so nasty, man. I know people do it sometimes. The condiment sandwich. I don't like condiments anyway. But mayo on toast or mustard on toast, ketchup on white bread. Oh, my gosh. That turns my stomach. You know, I'm sitting here, and you're reading this list, and I'm checking off the boxes as you go along. And I'm the guy who had the heart attack. Wonder why. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay, biggest story of the day is? Uh, of course, it is the reaction to the release of body cam footage of the uh, beating of Tyree Nichols in Memphis. Um, And now we have a new Hall of Fame take that we don't have to dwell on a lot. But uh, basically, the real tragedy, 
is that this undermines the Black Lives Matter movement. What? You've got to be freaking joking me. Are you no, serious? That's not serious. <laughs> that's serious, man. Okay, you know we got to get to that. Gosh, dang. Um, also, Scott, you got your big three of the day. You yeah. all set up and ready to roll? I can't wait for this one from Dave. I know. I mean, yeah, I can't wait for that. The opening act's going to blow me off the stage. <laughs> this is the Mark Levine Camp and Robin Show. Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, yeah. So we've got the uh, body cam footage of the police interaction with uh, Tyree Nichols in Memphis. And boy, it is bad. It's rough. And uh, I think the cops involved are going to be spending some time behind bars when all of this is said and done. That's going to be an ugly time for them. Uh, yeah, it will yep. be. Um, and, you know, the weird thing here, again, as we've been talking about, is that there are some in the media who just don't seem to be able to notice what a lot of us have been talking about in instances of uh, police brutality, that it's not just this meta-narrative of uh, uh, racism or systemic racism that leads to these situations. A lot of times it's just bad people who should never be police officers doing something completely inappropriate and, in some cases, illegal. Um, mm -hmm. They still have to try to uh, just force in the issue of saying, well, it's obviously systemic racism, even though all five of these police officers who've been charged with murder are black. Yes, you still have to fit it into that narrative somehow, some way. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Clark, ESPN. Oh, no. Yeah. What? Former football player. Oh, no. Yeah, a lot know. of those guys at ESPN went woke. Yeah, well, well, you know what? The problem is that this really undermines the Black Lives Matter movement. What? How does that? Okay, I guess we should just hear it. Roll it. All the times when we get people who push against Black Lives Matters and you have to explain to them, no, we're not saying that other lives don't matter. We're saying that Black Lives Matter, too, because they matter to us. Now you can't even scream that they matter to us because these five cowards look just like Tyree Nichols. Time out for a second before he finishes the take. This isn't 2020 anymore, dude. Right. This is 2023. The gig's over. Most people know that's an entire scam. Well, also, I mean, if it, if these five cops who were the same race as the victim killed a guy, didn't his life matter? Of course it did. I'm not if, sure what you mean. Well, if this flies against the narrative, which is what he's saying, yes, black lives matter, this was a black life that was taken, no matter who it was taken by. Right. So yeah, I think that's what he's saying, right? That's not what he's saying. He's saying it blows up the narrative. I'm confused. Okay. Explain, David. Well, I think I think he's saying, well, we, we meant the Black Lives Matter thing when a white cop kills a, a black yes, cop. Yes. And in this case now, uh, we can't really say that because it was black cops right. who killed a black yeah. guy. Now which, he's pissed that the whole narrative blew up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. My point is, dude, 
that conversation was two, three years ago. The whole describing, no, it's not saying other lives don't matter. It's saying these matter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's history, man. People found out this whole thing is a scam. Yeah, Does the, he know about Patrice Cullors yeah, and I, the mansion right. and where all the money went? And yeah, where's the investigation there? And the different local chapters of yeah. Black Lives Matter saying, where's our money? Yeah. They Does Ryan got Clark any. not know this? Wow. I don't know, man. That's... Okay, go on. And so now it wasn't about black. It wasn't about white. It wasn't about brown. It wasn't about yellow. It was about blue and the way that blue sees black. No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay. You know, I know it's highly offensive when someone suggests that a sports commentator or journalist say stick to sports. But for your own dignity, bro, yeah. stick to sports. That is a terrible take. That's embarrassing. Wow. Okay. Um, switching gears to something totally different before um, we get to the Scott Robbins trifecta. Did you hear about this woman in Nevada? She is getting into her shower. Cat was gone, and all of a sudden she can hear the cat. But it was walled in by a contractor. Oh, oh gosh. No. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> and they try to get to the cat too late. Uh, the cat died? Yeah. Well, geez. It's terrible, man. It's uplifting. Thanks for that. Sorry, right, man. I don't think actually, really I think dead. they rescued the cat. Yeah. Actually, I think we have audio of them rescuing the cat, yeah. Scott. Hey, buddy. <laughs> See, it's okay. It's just us. I found you. Get a little snack for him. He comes up through there. Come on, buddy. Come on, buddy. Good job. Hi. Good job. See, isn't that nice? They got the cat out of there. I had a cat one time that got into the ventilation system. It was walking. You could see it walking across where the vents were, <laughs> and we had to try to get the cat. It went through a, one of the. I, I, it taken the grate off and it went through there and it was walking around. You could see it. <laughs> Did you get him out? Yeah, eventually. Okay. Uh, I brought that up just because I thought you, well, you no, loved I, the cat no, stories. No, I, I would have been very sad if the cat would have been died walled in. <laughs> I wouldn't have said the story if that Dang. was actually it. But you fell for it, didn't you? Well, yeah. Because <laughs> I'd just like you to bring something in where the cat dies. <laughs> I don't do that. Gosh dang it. You ready for your big three? Yeah, All right, go. let's roll it out. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. The trifecta always helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem, buddy. Have a good weekend, bud? Yes. Watch some football? Yeah. You got a story coming up. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. All right. Three. Number three, CNN's ratings are the worst in nearly a decade. Yeah, how about that, huh? You know, if this was uh, a game of slow-pitch softball, they would have called it. It would have been a slaughter rule. Wow. Uh, CNN just notched their lowest ratings in almost 10 years in all day parts, averaging 444,000 viewers in primetime, 93,000 in 2554. Across the board during the day, 417,000 people peaked in, 80,000 in the 2554 demo. 80,000. That's it. Wow. And this thing's on everywhere, every cable system. <laughs> no one cares anymore, man. No. Well, this is it's why like the game is over. They're, they're bringing in uh, Bill Maher to do Friday, a Friday night special 
So wow. after after real time with Bill Maher, he he usually does this thing that's reserved for YouTube. Um, that's called overtime. Mm-hmm. And so now they're going to be airing, I guess, I, as I understand it, it's like a simulcast of it. So I guess they'll have to clean up their language. But like at 1130 Eastern on Friday nights, they're going to do Bill Maher. You're not making this up. I'm not. No, that that's the deal that's been struck. I wonder if that's like a test yeah. market sort of thing to see how that does. And then if they want to bring in like a comedian during yeah. the week. Wow. Well, it's desperate, sit- man. The sitcom, The Kinzinger Show. Has- <laughs> they hope they can get some traction for that one. Yeah. Radio plays them, record stores sell them, Billboard ranks them, and Scott counts them down. Oh, buddy. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three every day up to number two. Uh, number two, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, has racked up another win in court. This one over a lawsuit over his uh, Martha's Vineyard stunt. Yeah, the whole thing started back in September, sending flights of illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. You know, they were a sanctuary city, right? They were very welcoming. They told us that until, of course, it happened. (laughs) So they got their panties in a bunch, and they went after DeSantis, and they were going to sue him. Mm -hmm. Now, the case was, if the illegal immigrants volunteered to go there, and they were told where they were going, how could it possibly be illegal? The judge agreed. Hey, they wanted to go there. What do you want me to do? (laughs) So he dismissed the It was inhumane, though. That's what people were saying. (laughs) The judge is like, were you asked? Yes. Do you want to go there? Yes. Okay. So slap the gavel down, say, get out of my sight, and that was the end of that. Now, on with the countdown. (laughs) Round one to DeSantis. (laughs) As long as you ask ahead of time, everybody agrees. Well, okay. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to one. Uh, number one, the Kansas City Chiefs get a do-over and are headed to the Super Bowl. Isn't that something? Did you guys watch this game yesterday? Yeah, I did. did. Holy smokes. So what, you got a third down and then a fourth down? It would have been the fourth down, except they, they didn't hear the whistle or something. I'm so, watching it with some buddies, and yes, everybody's like, what are we I, talking I, about? I didn't understand what was going on at first. And apparently there was a whistle blown, they didn't hear it, so they got a do-over. And, of course, the do-over led to a first down. And then, of course, the pushing the guy out of bounds was... A penalty as well, and all things considered, the Kansas City Chiefs walk off with a win, and people today are really mad on social media and everywhere else. Like, hey, man, the fix was in. Bengals got hosed. They did. I mean, you could argue that the Chiefs didn't score on that particular drive, but there were yeah, yeah there were some questionable calls that did not throughout go their way. the game, right? Yes. I mean, and this story broke today. The refs of that game just announced some illegal documents have been found on the Bengals sideline. <laughs> See, now, I don't know if you knew that or not. So that's why you brought that story up. Of course. I thought it was so you could somehow work in. Eagles! (laughs) That wasn't it. Anytime I can work Fetterman in, I'm going to as well. But, yeah. (laughs) See, that never gets old for me. I could hear that every day. I know. You probably will coming up. I uh, hope so. We got two weeks here. Until the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. There you have it. Who's going to win, John Fetterman? You know. I don't even know yet. I didn't look to see who's even favored. It's got to be the Eagles, right? I would think. I wouldn't pick them. I don't know. Are we going to put... we got money going all over the place. Is anybody... It's too 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 early early yet to be putting, I would imagine, any money on that. But I'm sure we will heading up, and then there's going to be all the Super Bowl bets. And Rihanna's back. Aren't you excited? No. No? Nope. I thought you were a pop music guy. It's right up your alley. No, not for you. Okay. I was really hoping for Foghat. Well, from what I understand, no. 
She's not going to have anybody else come up there to represent different genres, is she? What? Seriously? I don't think so. I was going to say, what did you hear? No. we got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. Got a beauty today. Straight ahead. Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I got another, quote, family-friendly drag show to bring up here in a sec. You got a news update, David? Yeah, Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas is saying, hey, we're seeing great success at the border. Now, why? Because they have the new parole program or expanded parole program that has juiced the stats. So basically what they're doing is they are reconsidering and reclassifying who counts as an illegal border crosser and who does not. And yes, on the stat sheet, the numbers are reduced. Now, the number of people showing up actually isn't reduced. But no, the number just that... the way we categorize it. Right. Um, and so he said, hey, yeah, I mean, we're already seeing... What did he say in Florida today? We're, we're, we've already seen an almost 90% drop. Why would states oppose an enforcement to a program that is proving successful is beyond comprehension, said Alejandro Mayorkas. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. And the stupid legacy media outlets will just parrot those talking points. It's infuriating. Yeah, I own a store. Uh, we recategorized uh, the stolen property. Um, a lot of the stuff we just uh, treat as gifts now yeah. for people. So when they take it, so thefts has been reduced by 90%. We're just giving it away. Right. That'd be funny if that hypothetical actually weren't something that had already happened. The, yes. They, they did it in San Francisco. Oh, That's yeah, we're right. Stop prosecuting uh, petty theft and whatnot. And see, shoplifting rates have gone down on paper. And never mind the fact that CVS and Walgreens and whatnot are closing up shop. That doesn't matter because the data. Always follow the data. Yeah, if they steal cars and and not trucks and SUVs, it's a different category. (laughs) It's not a stolen car anymore. You know what? Now I understand the Babylon Bee. When the leader says, you think this job's easy? (laughs) The world is so nuts for us to write something that is completely funny that hasn't happened is a lot more challenging than you would think. Well, on that note, another, quote, family-friendly drag show happened in Texas over the weekend. I don't know if you saw any video. Oh, man. Um, But this made the rounds uh, thanks to libs of TikTok. So you got the, (laughs) the drag person saying this, knowing there's kids there but still has a toast that they want to make. Okay? Mm-hmm. Check it. I know there's little babies here, but close your ears. This is just a tradition that all shows normally do. So raise your glasses. Okay. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Cheers to the ones that lick us where we pee. Yeah! Are you freaking serious? You brought your kids to that? And then you applaud? DCFS! Here's to you. Here's to me. Here's to the ones that lick us where we. No. I'm, uh, I'm 
I'm I'm more actually just going to start uh, looking at prices for wood chipper rental at Home Depot. Just... <laughs> I say that got extreme in a hurry. I say you buy, David. Don't just you know, <laughs> rental thing gets convoluted. Oh, know. before I get to Nimrods, uh, maybe I'm not going to include this person in Nimrods, David. I wanted to share this story with you real brief because this guy's like a hero to you, I think. So, dude in Brazil suddenly faked his own death. Mm-hmm. Just so he could see who would attend his funeral. Awesome, love that guy. Want That's to hang one of out your goals, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is on my bucket list to fake my own death. Yeah. Interesting. Robbins is speechless. First time ever. You ready well, for Nimrods? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Well, we start in Seattle. We've talked a number of times for our friends in Seattle. It's been a rough go for a number of years now. This poor lady. Gets home on Friday to find that a guy had broken into her place and was just bathing in a bathtub there, fully clothed. (laughs) Okay. Well. Yeah. Drugs are a big problem, if you didn't know, Mm. in Seattle. Mm. And then Tacoma, Washington. I don't know if you heard this story. This dude, 30 years old, was arrested this last Thursday for first-degree arson, second-degree arson, and possession of a stolen vehicle. Why? Well, earlier this month, he was allegedly trying to steal gas by siphoning it from one vehicle at a house while smoking a cigarette. <laughs> gas ignited. <laughs> Boom! Idiot. Huge fire and explosion. The victim's car was totaled. The siding of their house was also damaged. Apparently, the guy wasn't hurt, was able to get away. He'd been driving a stolen truck, but it was out of gas. So he got away in another car that was driven by a female accomplice. Didn't realize that Jay Leno had fallen on such hard times. (laughs) Poor Jay Leno. The guy had a girl with him. Police had an image of the guy from a surveillance camera, and with the help of the public, they closed in on him. He was arrested in a stolen vehicle. Yeah. A different one than the one that ran out of gas, and that's Nimrod's in the news.